1: Can we walk uh, today, let's talk about the Academy Awards having a host again maybe, um, and not just whether they should have a host or not, but like who should host, and maybe who they're considering. Good afternoon and welcome to the second hour of the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. i I'm the Bradley, that is the Colleen, and good afternoon Hi. to you. Hi. And good afternoon to you. Now, Colleen, you may be asking... Why are we talking about the Academy Awards? Why are we talking about the Academy Awards? Well, thank you, Holly, for asking. Actually, Holly Roberts, her very own, uh, told us yesterday in a Dirt update that the Academy Awards for 2022 were scheduled to air March 27th, the first since the 90th in 2018 to have a host. <laughs> So we're going to have a host for the first time in a couple of years. And that was big news, right? Like, and it begs a bunch of questions like, why why? and (laughs) who? Okay, so basically two questions. So that was the
0: most surprising thing to me, actually, is that they announced there's going to be a host. But it wasn't like, and the host is going to be this person. It's like we still have an open slot and we're interviewing people.
1: Well, can I just say, and again, two questions in my mind. Uh, of which you've alluded why why and who who let's start with The before we get to those I do want to just I think answer what you just questioned which was the following like um, Why didn't you tell us who it was gonna be and I think that's because the Academy does not want to give the world time to say no
0: right because
1: I think recent memory Uh, indicates that that you know they will announce somebody and then the internet will say "Mm,
0: is Mm -hmm. that your best work
1: see kevin
0: hart in i think it was like 2017
1: yeah so i wonder if that has anything to do with the lack of a specific host being announced that said there is somebody they're thinking about but before we get to one of the people who's said hey i would do it and Academy apparently reached out to that person. Let's answer the question, why? Why does the Academy Awards, 94 years in, after a couple years of not having a host, actually not just a couple, more than a couple years, since 2018, why, why does it need to have a host again?
0: Well, and, you know, I wish I knew the answer to that. Are D- I mean, I think any time they change something, it has something to do with ratings, Right. So is it that the ratings were low, and they're like, I know it'll fix this.
1: A host. I mean, sure. Or they're like, you know, let's get some controversy going in terms of people wondering who's going to host and then have conversations about who's going to host and have opinions about who's going to host, maybe. I don't know. Holly, do you have any particular opinions as to why the Academy Awards, after not doing so, since 2018, would all of a sudden decide to have a host again?
2: Well, it's a. It, I feel like it's... a. It, Multi-pronged decision. One, it's that people really weren't paying attention to awards show last year. Now, if you remember Mm -hmm. the Academy Awards last year, it was at Union Station, downtown Los Angeles, and in various parts of the globe because of the pandemic. It was pretty anticlimactic. What better way to get people excited about the Academy Awards ceremony than by getting a big-name entertainer to host a darn thing? Because yeah. it's been a hot second, and people have been complaining, saying that they want an old-fashioned award, show. at least when it comes to the Academy Awards.
1: But haven't we been down this road before? We've been on so this many times. hamster wheel oh, yeah. before. As people who have covered uh, the Academy Awards for, well, at least a decade. I mean, we've had these conversations before. Like, why do you need a host? This is a global broadcast that involves many, many people participants in order to make it happen why do you just want to rely on one name because doesn't that in the world we live in now do people really it just doesn't seem like it's appropriate so i'm well, I'm curious it's, what it's,
0: it, because they because i think that what we're supposed to believe or, or at least what i don't know what people may think is like everybody will tune in for this person which would have been the case maybe, you know, even 30 years ago that there might have been a person that people would have tuned into, see them host an award show that I just don't think there's a celebrity like that anymore.
1: Well, not a celebrity. That certainly everybody that could,
0: would go, OK, I want to see that.
1: Like maybe Dolly Parton.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but I
1: don't maybe, think she's going to do.
2: <laughs> no, I don't think she's going to do. Also, she's not going to play her nails on stage.
0: Also, not every generation is coming for Dolly Parton, right? like
1: well, a, I would say of a couple the, you know maybe beyonce, maybe uh dolly i I would say there's very few people who the world can agree on we like um or generations seem to sort of agree on um that said, you know, Colleen, they actually there is one name who has been put forth not only by the person himself but by uh according to anyway. Um uh I think it was the Hollywood Reporter that the Academy did act, in fact reach out to that person. Do you know who that is?
0: Um yes, it's Tom Hanks.
1: No, but Just his, kidding. I
0: didn't know But that. his name is Tom. Oh, Tom Bergeron. Cruise? <laughs>
1: Tom Bergeron. <laughs> Tom Bergeron. Hey, I mean, he is he's a, great a, host. Hey, he's look, a great host. He's a great host. He's a great host. That's a legit of, I kind of feel like and Tom Bergeron is sending you a check. With yeah, Holly he's like, for thank you, reference. Holly. Um, and no, it's Tom Holland, star of Spider-Man, oh, okay. the biggest blockbuster of the pandemic. He apparently I expressed interest. I did and not
0: see that coming. I
1: know, I didn't either. And the Hollywood reporter says that the Academy did reach out to him to explore that possibility. I mean, I don't know that that's happening. But, you know, again, I would just go back to, like, why not do an ensemble? Because then you don't have to, like, have the whole weight of the world, and particularly social media, descending upon one choice. Oh
0: my God. Listen, I I don't, there are certain honors in this world that I don't think you really want. And honestly, one of them is hosting the Oscars because you, you can be made or broken by how you do in that role, right? Even if it's temporary. Um, but like I I bring to you for your consideration, um, gosh, what's her name and what's his name?
1: Anne Heche. Oh, my gosh. Not Anne and Anne, Anne um, Hathaway. Hathaway. Hathaway.
0: And James Pervy Franco. McPerv- problematic oh
1: James Franco. <laughs>
0: See, okay. I bring you them. That was, you know, in the anticipation of that, people had opinions. In the doing of it, people had opinions. In the aftermath, people had opinions. Like, that is not an honor that you really want. Because yeah. you will be scrutinized. So you think and no And you better host. have a real thick skin. I I think I think no host but I also think like ooh there but for the grace of god go i like I don't think <laughs> any person who gets named as the next host is in for an easy ride you it could do like Zendaya like an and
1: Tom Holland I feel like those two okay. would you know I feel like I
0: don't know again I, like I don't get excited I'm not excited about that
1: yeah well, I mean, but the people I, I would get excited about, people would be like, who is that?
0: Zach Efron?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, other than Zach Efron, sure. But again, you know, I'd pick somebody from old Hollywood that's still kicking Listen, and stretching.
2: the ghost of if, Bob Hope. If, yeah. With if Bruce Betty Lance White was, writing.
0: If Betty White were still alive, I'm sure they would have reached oh God, out they to her. They would have rolled
1: her out. I mean... It's <laughs> true. Hollywood's lazy. <laughs> They're like... I mean, trust, I would love Betty White to be the mayor of... Um, Los Angeles, but the point is, I think like they're going to go for somebody who can grab headlines, but also not controversy. I just don't know who that is anymore. Right, neither do I. Which is why I don't think we're in a place that we need to have such a specific. Like maybe the world is just in a different place, and that's fine too. And so ultimately, I don't know that we answered any questions as to why the Academy Awards decided to have a host and or who that host should be. Um, but I-, I just think like why. Why do you, why do you even need that anymore? I feel like we're maybe you know we've grown past it, and that's okay. As to what comes next, I don't get paid the big bucks to decide, but
0: adapt or die—that's what I say.
1: (laughs) So, what would you do if anything?
0: I mean, I what's adapting look like? I think that there needs to be. I think first of all, you need to accept that the way it's been all this time is not going to be the way it's going to be. And for a number of reasons, not just the award show itself, but how, how people consume movies, um, what kinds of movies people consume, what is a blockbuster? How do you get to be a blockbuster? Um, you know, with just even the ways that we're, were able to access movies now people aren't necessarily always going to the theaters you're watching it at home on your television on your streaming service so you know already Hollywood has adapted to how we consume movies and how we react to them but the award show then needs to adapt to that and that's been a struggle I mean listen you know you hear who was it which director was it Steven Spielberg or was it Somebody who was really upset about the idea that Netflix movies were going to be going. Steven Spielberg and others. It was. Yeah. And it's like, I understand it. I understand that you want to cling to the way things were and that you think a new way of doing things um, doesn't honor the past in a certain way. but, But change is happening, man change is gonna happen and so everybody needs to be aware of that and be ready and be nimble and um be open to thinking about a different way of doing it know what that different way is again like you bradley i don't get paid for that
1: yeah um somebody
0: uh, wants to send me a check i'll happily sit around the table and bat around ideas i'll talk to tom bergeron <laughs> see if he can check you my up. uh <laughs> Thanks, check my
1: live stream background i think that's who should be the next host of the Academy awards <laughs> clippy from microsoft remember <laughs> That would be great. Disembodied again, paperclip. I think that like would be a, a great choice. Only a few people would know who that is. <laughs> when we come back uh, from the Academy Awards to oh Reese Witherspoon. And uh, apparently she's been tweeting lately, and it's confusing a lot of people. Reese Colleen, with
0: her opinion. With
1: her opinion <laughs> and weird tweets, and Colleen will tell us what they are and why when we return right here on My MyTalk 107.1.
0: It's high. I'm Bradley
1: Trainer. That is Colleen Lindstrom, and of course Holly Clickety Clacking over there keeping us honest. Now, why do we need to talk about Reese Witherspoon today, Colleen?
0: Okay, so my husband and I are, uh, you know, hanging out and scrolling through our respective Twitters. And all of a sudden he goes, what's this thing with Reese Witherspoon? And I was like, what? Now, I had seen some other headlines about Reese Witherspoon in her Twitter and how Ina Garten had, like, responded to her talking about what her habits are for the year. And we can talk about that at a different time. But it's her most recent tweet that is getting people talking. This from 1124 this morning. Wait, no, it wasn't this morning. It was yesterday morning. In the, and this is in parentheses, near future. So in the near future, every person will have a parallel digital identity. Avatars, crypto wallets, digital goods will be the norm. Are you planning for this?
1: Um, geez. What? What?
0: What? Are you feeling okay, Reese Witherspoon? And of course, people were like, Are you feeling okay, Reese Witherspoon?
1: Um, Are you sure you you still got that spoon?
0: Yeah, right. People are like, um, what is this? And, you know, some people are like, have great senses of humor. This most certainly has to be the plot for Legally Blonde Three, said one person. Um, When the edible hits, said another person. Uh, Another person said, if you die in the metaverse, Reese Witherspoon imprisons your soul in her crypto wallet. Okay, fine. Everybody's having a little fun with this. Somebody named Dan Casey tweeted, Don't worry, Reese, I plan for this with a picture of one of those AOL CDs that used to get in the mail.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Right? So people are having fun with this. But the, the tweet that really like encapsulated how I felt about this is the following from Silent Observer. Honest question. Is Reese Witherspoon really into NFTs? Or is this a or and is this a paid tweet by an NFT collection? Slash influencer. Notice the comments are swamped with NFT traders and projects. Reese Witherspoon has 3 million followers, a lot of exposure. This is becoming scarily too common now. If Reese Witherspoon is genuinely interested, then my bad. Okay. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
1: is Chris Jenner,
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday
1: so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Because we're here for conspiracy.
0: Because also, there that's true. As you're scrolling through the replies to Reese Witherspoon, you get... Other replies from Bitcoin Archive and Plan B and uh, Coinbase and uh, Bankless and all these different types of partners in this digital
1: a lot of crypto going world.
0: On. A lot of crypto, and I thought to myself. I thought to myself. If anybody I know can get to the bottom of the connection between Reese Witherspoon and uh, Avatar's crypto wallets, digital goods, and digital identities, it's our friend Holly Roberts.
1: What? What?
0: Yeah, okay. Here we go. So... Reese Are you With- big
1: into crypto over there, Holly? No,
0: I'm not big no, into but crypto. She likes, she's so good at making those connections. I was like, my girl's got this. So. But I like digging.
2: And Reese mm-hmm. Witherspoon has direct connections to cryptocurrency. Now, I don't know if this is SpawnCon for some kind of cryptocurrency, but Reese Witherspoon started being public, dabbling in cryptocurrency Late last year in September, she reveals that she bought into cryptocurrency. Now, this following the sale of her company, Hello Sunshine, for $900 million. So she cashed out, made a lot of money. Now, the company that invested in Hello Sunshine and helped build it up to sell it off is big into cryptocurrency. That's a company that's called, um, one moment, please. It's called the Churnin Group. So that... The Churnin Group, which invested in Hello Sunshine, the company that Reese Witherspoon sold last year, is heavily involved in the world of cryptocurrency. Now, a lot of celebrities are being paid by cryptocurrency organizations to shill for their organizations. And Mm. even today, the headline is, is that Kim Kardashian and Floyd Mayweather are being sued over allegations they misled investors when promoting a cryptocurrency called Arethium Max. So what I'm telling you is that if there's a celebrity out there and they're trying to get you excited about cryptocurrency, you just got to give it a side-eye because always follow the money.
1: Wait, did you mention this one from December? This tweet?
2: No. Uh,
1: or Colleen? Mm-hmm. Did you? No. Reminder that she posted a, a tweet that says, "Crypto's here to stay, I'm committed to supporting creators who've pioneered the NFT space and encouraging more women to be a part of the conversation. Yeah. So she's yeah, this is all clearly she's in SpawnCon. Yeah. Okay. She's in. Okay. She's in. Thanks for that weirdness, Reese. Nice. Keep your spoon. Hey, when we come back. I don't t- have any
0: cryptocurrency to buy that spoon.
1: <laughs> we got some creepy currency. <laughs> and they're called D-bags, and we'll share them when you when we come back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk One O Seven One. Find out what celebrities have run afoul of our good taste standards here on the Colleen and Bradley show. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hi. And tell me who your D-bags are today. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day.
0: Who's your D-bag? Joe Rogan.
1: Oh, him again. What's he doing? He
0: he is, um, he's trying a new uh, way of eating. Listen, I don't do what you gotta do. You gotta do, investigate... The way you want to investigate that's fine but he's done this before to poor results or mixed results i should say okay so joe rogan said on his podcast that he's going to be giving up vegetables bread and every other food group to kick off the new year Uh, Year diet he calls it the carnivore diet um he's done it in the past and he did drop some lbs however he also dropped (laughs) some loose stools (laughs) I would think that would do the opposite. No, he said it gave him terrible trots. Uh, He lost weight, but he also had severe digestive issues. Yeah, because
1: you're not eating any Um, fiber. Right. So So your stools are going to be real, like, unpredictable.
0: Loosey-goosey. Yeah, exactly. So, now, this article in Yahoo Health, thank you very much. Oh, no, sorry, MSN Health, whatever, it's a health site said uh, that dietitians don't recommend it because of the lack of nutrients. It can cause side effects like digestive upset. Um, He did say that when he did it before, all of his aches and pains went away, uh, and he saw some improvements in his vitiligo, which is a chronic skin condition that he um, has. Okay. Yeah. He also, by the way, in case you want to listen to his podcast, will be detailing his explosive bathroom (gasps) moments. What? Yeah, apparently. And this dude. And I quote, uh, Rogan said he had frequent and explosive, which he described in graphic detail to his followers. No, No thank you. I don't
1: want it. I, I just would like to let the world know that the most recent results for the top podcast listen in the world is Joe Rogan. So, like, I would just like to let you know that the most popular, by one measure, podcast in the world is a guy talking about his bowel movements. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, to our bosses listening, I never want to hear criticism about Holly playing a fart sound effect ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Because by all measure, people, this is the content people want. People
0: are running Mm to,
1: yeah, or (laughs) like sitting on
0: the. (laughs) Or getting the runs too,
1: yeah. (laughs) Um, but but then to just like address the actual story, this is just I don't like this because in fact he is the most listened to podcast. Now you should also know that people listen to radio way more than they listen to podcasts, so that makes me happy because they're probably listening to us. Yeah but um but no just as as somebody who has a large audience because he does it's an influential position that he's in to then talk about these things absent of actual science or expertise in the field because mm-hmm. he, he's certainly entitled to share his own story and do what he wants we do that all the time right like we do our cheat day friday and we talk about our opinions about food and things and we rail against gwyneth paltrow like No harm, no foul, but it is dangerous because a lot of people aren't going to do their homework. And also a lot of people aren't Joe Rogan, meaning just because something works for Joe Rogan doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And it's not that I don't think a good measure of his audience knows that, but I just I think it can be dangerous to some people just in the way if you and I were to come on every day and be like, I'm doing this thing and it's really working for me. Well, okay, sure. But like beyond you. What does that tell me? Right. You know, beyond the right. anecdotal story. And so maybe it is just the curiosity of people wanting to know what his bowel movements are like in a given day.
0: Mm. Well, and I, yeah. And listen, like I said, people are going to do what they're going to do. And if he's got some certain goals that he has met before with, and maybe he wants to have explosive duties. I don't know. That might be his thing. I, it might be. I'm being dead serious. If that's if that's part of his goal for the new year, then good on you. Have a great time. Um, but, but you know, advertising it as though it is a viable, um, I don't know, it is a viable way of eating, whatever. But I don't know. I just, it, it's just gross, from, and I'm, I'm not here for it. Thank you. Bye.
1: Now, so like I was bending over backwards at Paints to not be judgmental about the thing, like do your thing, whatever makes you happy. But now just to be judgmental about the thing. Um, from, like, my own personal standpoint, I'm like, that. What in what world have we seen an eating plan actually be beneficial where you limit the majority of food? Well, right. not like, only
0: is it, it's, like, not sustainable, but it's also, like you said, you're missing valuable nutrients that your body
1: needs. Yeah. And I just, I don't Which know. Which is
0: why you're having unpredictable poos. And that might be a good indicator that this isn't probably your healthiest move. But whatever, nobody asked me.
1: The stories like this, just because we've all been through this thing of like, I'm only going to eat this thing now. And I get it. I get it. Sometimes we just need to shake things up. Fine. I've done that myself. But I'm increasingly getting to a place where I'm like, the less you actually are extreme about the way that you eat, the better you pro- off you probably are.
0: Mm-hmm. But that's
1: my own personal, you know take so
0: we all have a journey we're all all on a journey journey.
1: and joe rogan good luck to you on your meat journey
0: yeah although i did have a friend i love meat i would love to eat meat all the time some (gasps) of my best friends are meat. seriously literally yeah Mm
1: -hmm. um that said too i did have a friend who did this carnivore diet thing and he was just like carnivore diet carnivore diet carnivore diet and i was like you're gonna that's not gonna you're not gonna sure enough he was like wow that was too much meat
0: Mm
2: -hmm. also it just kind of goes into the whole trend in our culture
0: of doing challenges like I'm gonna gonna challenge
2: myself
0: to elite meat Uh, well you know what my challenge is to everybody here's my challenge (laughs) I want everybody to do the moderation challenge okay this is but
1: that's no fun.
0: (laughs) no it is fun because it's a challenge the moderation challenge is all things in moderation everything that is actually the ultimate challenge it really is. It's how you eat in moderation, um, the movement you do with your body in moderation, uh, any kind of imbibing you do in moderation, um, any sort of hobbies you have that have the potential to take over your life. Do that in moderation. As a person, the who's, moderation challenge. Thank you.
1: As a person who's prone to extremes, I, I will have a hard time with the moderation challenge.
0: That's why it's a challenge.
1: Uh, sometimes it's all or nothing. But man.
0: Hashtag moderation challenge. Uh, it's going to sweep the nation.
1: It's no fun, though.
0: Stop. It is. It's a challenge.
1: But that's the whole point, right? Is It shouldn't yeah. be fun. If it's fun, it's it's bad for you. Hey, right. can I tell you if my DNA is?
0: Yeah, would you? I wish you would.
1: Chloe. Actually, this dumb story about Ooh. Chloe. And of course, Khloe Kardashian. Exclusive over at page six, Khloe Kardashian taking the high road after Tristan Thompson apologizes. What day is it, please?
0: Today is uh, Wednesday the 12th.
1: Why are we still talking about Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson?
0: Because it gets them headlines.
1: So I thought, well, maybe it's just page six wanting headlines. So they're dusting off some old story. Well, there's literally a source talking to page six on January 11th, which was yesterday, about Khloe Kardashian taking the high road, and I'm like, but she doesn't talk about this. right? So why is she talking about this? Here's what the source said, and then we can discuss. A source said, and again, for those of you who don't know, Khloe Kardashian likes to not talk about the obvious things affecting her life. She just does through sources and shady Instagram inspirational Mm -hmm. posts, which is also a challenge I would like to encourage people to stop. Posting inspirational quotes. Okay. The source says, following Thompson's Instagram apology, because remember, Tristan apologized to Chloe. Mm -hmm. Not directly. No. But on his his Instagram
0: story. So that it disappeared. (laughs) Okay, go on.
1: Of that, the source says, Chloe decided not to respond back publicly. But privately, she let him know that she appreciated the message. She is taking the high road, and while she will never, ever get back with him, Chloe really wants Tristan to be a good father to their daughter, and for him to be a big part of their daughter's life. She's a great mom, and she wants her daughter to have a good relationship, so for that reason, Chloe is not going to fight with Tristan or block him from the family. Okay, can I just take you back to some words in here? She is taking yeah. the high road. She decided not to respond publicly.
0: What is this? Yeah. So she's taking the high road. She's not going to respond publicly. However, she will send a source to publicly explain what she said in private in People magazine with a very large readership.
1: Page six. But yeah, same thing. Oh,
0: sorry. Page six. Sorry.
1: Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, like like but you're a source talking on her behalf to a tabloid that will publicly print these words. Like I'm not stupid. Mm-hmm. Like the only reason we ever know anything is because she wants us to know it. Mm-hmm. You want me to believe that really one of her friends without her knowing called up page six and was like Have I got a story for you <laughs> Like it's Cheryl. Well, it's Cheryl we- from, you know, Pilates. Right. And you know, Chloe was just yapping the other day during the, like, bend and snap portion of Pilates. And, like, Cheryl just turned, you know, rolled over, grabbed her pen and paper, and wrote down a few words.
0: So, what's interesting about this is, like, who is... But is the source Chloe, because they want Chloe to look like she's so great? Yeah, it is. It's Chloe. Yeah, of course, because it makes her look... I was throw I was. I was considering that it could be Tristan, too, because wouldn't Tristan want it to sound like, yeah, she totally accepted the apology, like mm. she's not, you know, throwing pots and pans at him, you know. I mean, anything's possible. Night. It's entirely yeah, but possible. No, it's probably more likely it is Chloe.
1: I just think because like it's that thing where it's like, well, she won't do it publicly, but just don't you worry. We're mm-hmm. but like. Well, why wouldn't you do that publicly, but you'll do it privately? I actually think it's it would be probably more beneficial to your children to speak publicly. If indeed you are a public figure mm-hmm. who often talks about your life in public, mm-hmm. it would seem to mean a lot more if you actually open your mouth overtly about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But they're not interested in that. It's so weird. Of it. It's such a mind yeah. game.
1: Why are these people such a mind bleep?
0: Well, that's their job. It works. Yeah, it works for them.
1: <sighs> well, it they works for this the segment. As long as I got a Thank D-bag you. segment, you know they're not far behind. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Colleen has an update for us in uh, another ship that we've been paying very close attention to. Although, I don't know that we've been talking about them a lot lately. Benifer Againifer?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, you're going to share some details? I'm just details? saying
0: Ben has changed... The direction of his interviews uh after we've scrutinized him. So it's oh. probably because of us.
1: He listens to our show.
0: He does. Hi, of course he does.
1: Because we have a podcast that you can download and listen to anywhere. We're gonna mm-hmm. go have some meat. And when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, Colleen will I'm give I'm us back. an update <laughs> on Benifer Jennifer. We'll be right back. It is so hot outside. Take your pants off, take your tops off dance in the streets it is time to enjoy the hot weather uh what do we call it's that tropical thing? it's
0: downright tropical. tropical it's a heat wave, heat wave. uh next Friday gonna be two okay what? holly what next friday it's gonna be two okay your so mic is holly, done cut her off yeah you're cut off now
1: oh it doesn't work like that no it doesn't colleen good afternoon uh you're listening to the colleen and bradley show i'm the bradley that's the colleen you ma'am Have an update on um, our good friend Ben Affleck and the way he's been talking to the press has changed of late.
0: Okay, so remember, like the last couple weeks, we've been talking about how Ben keeps on talking about his ex-wife, Jennifer Garner, right? And we're like, Ben, you're doing it wrong. Right, because then the conversation becomes Ben was miserable because of his wretched, horrible, terrible ex-wife, Jennifer Garner. She's the worst, yeah. right? Yeah. And oh, we're geez. like, ooh, I don't think that that's the message you want to be sending right now. Well, guess what? He's made a pivot.
1: Oh. So
0: Ben Affleck, as you know, is currently starring in The Tender Bar, which is uh, directed by his buddy, George Clooney. Yep. Yeah. Uh, You're actually contractually obligated to say that whenever you talk about Ben Affleck right now. Um, Anyway, so he's going to be showing up in uh, the February Entertainment Weekly cover story. And they got real creative over at Entertainment Weekly. And they had him interviewed by none other than his pal, Matt Damon. Mm. And he says a whole lot of stuff. I'm sure in this interview, but I only have certain parts of it. And the parts of the interview that I have are all circling around the
1: movie Geely. Do you
0: remember the movie Geely?
1: Oh, of course I do. It was roundly panned, I believe.
0: Oh, yeah. So that was his 2003 movie with none other than his love,
1: Jennifer Jennifer
0: Lopez. Lopez. And he says a whole bunch of stuff, and I want you to get your eye rolls ready. But I also want you to have your Team Cobra tinfoil hat on because he says a lot in here, and some of it I think is that your tinfoil. Yep, got it ready. Um, Some of it I think kind of confirms what we've said all along about how they operate in this publication ship and the way that they're trying to get us to see what makes it different now than it was before. Benifer, againifer. So basically, he says that Geely was a bomb, but it was by far not the worst bomb he's ever been in. Um, but he said, for a movie that's such a famous bomb and a disaster, very few people actually saw the movie. It doesn't work, by the way. I don't know what that means. It doesn't work, by the way. It's sort of a horse's head and a cow's body. And the studio at the time, because I had been having this relationship with jennifer lopez which was a, was selling a lot of magazines and appeared to generate a lot of enthusiasm they just predictably latched onto they want a romantic comedy they want the two of them together more of that so again what did he just say about how the studios react to their publicationship?
1: they give him work
0: they give him more like work. Based on the coverage, the two- it
1: tells us what we've always said. I'm sorry, I can't hear you through my tinfoil hat. But um, that the purpose of a publicationship is to get, uh, to garner attention that actors can turn into roles. Therefore, exactly. work. Therefore, money.
0: Exactly. And then he goes on to say, it's just that it became a story in and of itself. The funny name, the Jennifer Lopez romance, the o- overexposure of that. So he, did you hear that? little Overexposure. He just dropped that to tidbit in there because they
1: blamed us for the end of their relationship previously
0: exactly he said it was kind of a perfect storm and i remember talking to marty the friday it came out and i was like it's just spectacular it's a tsunami it couldn't be worse this is as bad as it gets um but he said if those if those reactions hadn't happened i probably would have ultimately decided i don't really have another avenue but to direct movies which has turned out to be the real love of my life so in, in essence he's doing that thing that you do when you talk about a terrible thing in your past where you go, and here's the, here's the gold it spun, right? Like, yeah. Julie was terrible, but it taught me something about myself. And it led and me to this goes,
1: place that I'm in today, which is amazing. Woohoo!
0: And also, dot, 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 and I did get to meet Jennifer. The relationship, now, just listen to the words. I know we can't hear his voice Sam, but just listen to the words. And I did get to meet Jennifer, the relationship with whom has been really meaningful to me in my
1: life. Oh, God, that is such lies. (laughs) Okay, say those words again. This is Ben Affleck. So, audience, consider for a moment the amount of ink that has been spilled telling the tale of the hot-ass love between these two Mm -hmm. people in headlines Mm -hmm. for the last however many months, almost a year, right? Mm -hmm. Listen to him speak of this insanely hot, intimate relationship with just a hot, hot jennifer lopez
0: and like it's true love remember like this yeah. is the truest of true loves yep. so so true that they had to come back and do it again right like who wouldn't want to go back and revisit an old hot relationship and here and his I words
1: quote,
0: and i did get to meet jennifer the relationship with whom has been really meaningful to me in my life
1: <laughs> what oh. that is like I he's that not wrong. even trying
0: that was written by farah
1: abraham oh, i know i was like there <laughs> it's very maps such as oh <laughs> american <laughs> um, maps
0: okay then he goes on uh, i'll do it again because it just is delightful and i did get to meet jennifer the relationship with whom has been really meaningful to me in my life jennifer and i happened to be together at a time when the whole industry of celebrity journalism if you want to call it that sort of exploded what? but i thought bleep yep but i thought bleep this is really not how i had hoped to go Where am I going to be what famous for being a bleep bleep or a failure and not able to work? So basically, he's like, again, he's saying like he's in this hot super relationship that is apparently uh, very good for him and his meaning in his life, whatever. But he's the celebrity journalists are following them and we the consumers are seeing what a jerk he looks like and he's saying i don't want to be that person but again it's all on us because we consumed that right
1: this is so weird i think that it's just so telling that he says like again just not to you know um we don't beat dead horses but um that's a euphemism not to like (laughs) belabor the point but The relationship with whom has been really meaningful to me in my life. There could not be more distance between him and Jennifer Lopez in that sentence, right? Because, you know, you say, I got to meet Jennifer, um, the woman I love. Mm
0: -hmm. That's like
1: very succinct, right? Or the relationship I admire most. Or the relationship I needed the most. Or the relationship that gave me the most. Not the relationship with whom has been really meaningful to me in my life it is riddled with prepositional phrases and a passive voice that just tells you there's a distance between the two of them such that there is no intimacy between them in the way that he would like you to believe so it's just it it makes me sad because like he, not only is this not true he's also a bad actor
0: yeah. Well, and then he goes on to explain, and I won't read the words, but he basically says like he's learned from their first time around that there are private and intimate things that are meant to really be kept private, and that he's going to exercise restraint in that. And I'm like... But you just told us. But, yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't know. The, he's I not think a good actor. Just, I, I mean, I guess I directing was the better move, maybe. Yeah. By all accounts, uh, Tender Bar work. was a great movie, so... Thanks, well, Ben. He
0: didn't even direct. But he it. didn't even direct oh, that. Wait, George no. Clooney did.
1: <laughs> ooh, okay, sorry. Bye. Um. Wow. When we come back, <laughs> what are the unwritten rules of America? Come